Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, this is John Dorsey. How you doing, buddy boy? Don't be scared. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Thursday, baby big board edition of the show. We've got a fun one today, Kyle. We're going to make some people happy, happy, I hope, at least. What's up? Welcome to the show. Yeah, Yeah, make people happy this week after making people sad last week. The Draft Dudes taketh away and now the draft dues will giveth four more nfl franchises and joe i'm gonna give you a little tease okay a little spoiler alert i am proud to say that my list keeps football out of london there is no london team on my list man i want to sort of reply and say like that i'm happy about that like, because I am from like a practicality standpoint, but there are some good fans over across the pond that I've interacted on the Twitter machine. Listen, so I, I just don't get the logistics of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it my until, problem. Yeah, we, until teleportation exists, we right. can't have a franchise based out of London. Elon Musk creates the Hyperloop and builds it like through yeah. the center of the earth and it pops out the other side and you're there in like 45 minutes. It's just not realistic to have a team that's a ocean away in my opinion versus the rest of the league because if you're a team that goes over and you play in london and your home stadium is in london how do you feel traveling multiple times a year back and forth for a weekend across (laughs) an ocean can't do it for these flights yeah you know that it's it's just that's just a long to ask for them to do it every single game, unless you're going to specifically schedule and cater to that team. You guys are home for three weeks. You're on the road for three weeks. You're home for three weeks. You're on the road for three weeks. Like you'd almost have to do the scheduling in bunches like that. Yeah. And I don't know if the league would do that. It's tough. And I, 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 I hate that for people in Europe and other places in, in the world, because football is such an awesome game. It's such a great sport and everyone deserves to enjoy the NFL and football at its highest level. It's just not practical. But if your fans that listen from Europe or South America or Australia or wherever, thank you. And and thanks for joining such a great game and, and, and such an in, having such an interest in making, expanding it and, and more players from other parts of the world being part of the NFL. I love, I love every bit of that, man. That's the coolest stuff in the world. Yeah, we just can't that. be playing 16 game regular seasons with half of them, you know, the stress that it would put on an organization and those players. Your response and, and your reaction to my statement uh, makes me feel better about my tone deaf statement for me to acknowledge that I do know fans you know, across the pond and they're great fans, they're loyal fans. Uh, but as you said, it, there's, there's just a lot of logistic hurdles that I, I don't know how it would work. And for that reason, that's, that's kind of why I'm so – opposed to a team in London. 
So Kyle, let's do it. We've got last week, like we talked about, if you didn't listen to it, you can listen to our show last Thursday. We eradicated four NFL franchises each by gone. We had some good reasoning, and I think we felt bad about some of them, but there were some that we were pretty glad to get out of our lives. Well, now we are going to do the exact opposite. We are going to bring the NFL to four cities i'm not going to necessarily say new cities but we will bring it to four cities that uh, do see not what currently you did there, you have, dog. they don't currently have an nfl team and we are going to bless you and we're not going to make people happy everyone happy because it just hit me kyle we're going to make four cities worth of people happy but there's some people that live in cities that are like yo well why didn't you pick us so we're we, we still are going to inevitably piss off some people here um, but Kyle, I, the, I think the criteria, we really didn't discuss it. It's, it's random. I, you'll see when I give my explanations that I did have, you know, a line of thinking that, that made sense, but we are going to hit you right now with four cities and we've got mascots. So they have nicknames. These are going to be the actual names of the teams as decided by Kyle and I, why don't you lead us off, sir? No, you got to lead us off. Okay. Every time I do that, you always put it back on me. I know. I, I it's a, from, it's okay. my inner producer. Okay. I've got my cap on. Okay. And I'm just thinking ahead on this show and the logistics. Okay. So you got to give the first gift of a new team. Okay. Me. I will do that. And, I, and I'll say this. Mine are in order of priorities, low to high. So then my number one will be the one that if you made me pick one, that would be the one. So uh, my number four option, welcome to the NFL, the Louisville Lynx. This is a the number 45 market in the United States. It's growing at a rate of nearly 5% 2010 to current day. And I um, think that, uh, that we deserve a team in this area. It's kind of a, a barren area, kind of, when you think about the saturation of where the teams are located. And, um, you know, let's get, let's get a professional sports team in the state of Kentucky, man. Louisville Lynx, let's go. Now, what was your criteria for market size? Because that's interesting because I ha- I did some market stuff on my own. Mm-hmm. And um, I have my one of my teams is 45th and it's not Louisville. Uh, I did. Uh, what's it called? The the metro area. So this is inclusive of like it's not necessarily the population of Louisville. It's it considers a certain radius around it to consider oh, it the okay. market. Yeah. Okay. It's, it, there's a okay. word for it. Like the, I had specifically, I had specific and why the links? Uh, it's, so there are, um, they, they, they live there. It's a, it's, it's a type of cat, right? That like a Bob oh, cat. I, that, I, yeah. I thought you meant like golf links. I was like, what? No, like, no, no. L Y N X. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yep. a, it's a different, yeah. So the, the original it's a small jungle cat. Yeah, and it, and it actually the lives there. Yeah, so yeah. like the Detroit Lions, there's no lions that live in Detroit outside of the zoo, so the like zoo, it makes yeah. sense to the area. Yeah, Louisville Lynx, let's do it. Louisville Lynx, all right. Well, my number four team that I'd like to introduce is also a 45th rated market. This is television metropolitan markets, Joe. Okay. Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City has the Stampeders, as I add this. This is the 45th highest market. And as I looked at this list of a lot of the teams above that uh, don't have NFL franchises, a lot of these places are in that awkward overlap. For example, like Orlando, Daytona Beach, 
Melbourne is a team that technically doesn't have an NFL franchise, but they have Jacksonville and Tampa right in there. I'm not going to give them, no offense, if you live in Orlando and you don't like either the Jags or the Bucks or the Dolphins, I'm not giving <laughs> you a team. Don't take it personal. We've seen great success. Joe, have you seen the home atmosphere? And I know it's a smaller venue, but for the Oklahoma City Thunder at a playoff game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was awesome. Those people go wild for yeah. that team. So I think if you give Oklahoma City a competitive football team, the Stampeders can be very successful. So that's – Stampeders, is it like um, some type of herd? What's your, what's yeah, your thought there for Yeah, it's like, like a big thing of Buffalo back in the day before – we came across the country and killed everything in our path and <laughs> Buffalo used to exist out that way. So, you know, probably like, you know how when it's the Buffalo do the stampede and it's like yeah. they all move in the pack, maybe like a yeah. side silhouette of that and like a That'd cloud be of dust behind it or something yeah. like that. that that's Hooves. my vision. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, you could do a hoof. Yeah. Or you can do kind of like the, uh, the Texans do with the horns too. Yeah. The bull, the bull horns. Yeah. That's I mean, your you old time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of lot of ways you could go right with that. Before we go on any further, Joe, I want to talk to our listeners here on the show about one of our sponsors. I want to talk to you guys about Blue Chew. Uh, what if I told you that there is a product available that can help you increase your performance in the bedroom? Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Chew.com. It brings us our first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we have a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 in shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code Locked On to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. We'll be right back after this brief break to introduce our next round of teams. All right, Jill, you're on the clock, my friend. Let's introduce a new franchise and make some people happy. That's what we're all about today. We're giving gifts today on the dudes. You know, I've, I've heard, I've never been to this city, but it's one city that you always see these lists of like greatest cities in the nation to live in. And I've met people from the city and they just love it. I'm talking about Portland, Portland, number 25 on the, the market size in the United States. It's growing at a rate of 10.2% since 2010. So I'd like to bring the Portland Wolf Pack to the NFL, get another team out there on the West Coast. And uh, the Wolf Pack, man, I'll tell you what, I really have grown an appreciation for that mascot. I know it's simple. It's not super you know, original or anything like that, but like, it's so fun because I go to so many NC State games and, and see what they're able to do with that mascots and how uh, the fans embrace it. I just think there's a lot of flexibility with it there. So we got the Portland Wolf Pack, and uh, I thought Portland Portland was one of the cities that came to my mind really quick when uh, when thinking through where I'd like to bring a team. Well, I'll be damned. 
We both went the dog route, Joe. My next team. I'm going to talk about Toronto. Toronto almost got the bills, Joe. Oh, I hate you right now. We were very close. I knew this was going to trigger you. This is going to trigger me. Go ahead. The Toronto Huskies are my newest addition. Toronto is a team that is fairly close in proximity to the United States, obviously being in Canada. It is not an American city, but it is in North America. The vicinity works. It's an untapped market. And Joe, you and I got so crazed for football this summer, we started watching the CFL. (laughs) There are fans in Canada that will consume this product if we put it there. And the fact that it is the only ticket in town, ignoring the Toronto CFL team, the only Canadian NFL team and franchise. I think that is a nice novelty. I think it's a nice draw. I think it'll really get the Canadian people further into this sport in their country beyond the CFL. I got to talk about this. Uh oh. Um, triggered. Well, Toronto is like one of the top five cities in the world, right? In terms of like yeah. population. I mean, yeah. like from, from that perspective, it makes a ton of sense. But there's two reasons why I absolutely hate this with every fiber of my being. Number one, this is a team that the Bills like for several years, seven, eight years or something like that. They played one home game per year at the Rogers Center and the atmosphere was terrible. The ticket sales were terrible. Wasn't their team. Well, it, it wasn't exactly. Their team. The thing is, it, it should be their team, right? It's it, You think, think about the regionalization of, of the Bills. Buffalo is like the 50th market in the United States and it's declining. And if those people wanted football, they should embrace the Bills and, and, and like have proven that they wanted it when they had those games there. So um, I, th- I think that's a big turnoff for me, but also that I do think it does hurt the Bills. And they do rely on that type of, you know, people in from the Ontario Providence to come down two games and be part of so the what fan base. What does it do? They not care and they're not going to show up to the game or they're going to care and show up and it's going to hurt the Bills? Well, I think it's both. Well, you I can't think be both, both of those things. You just contradicted well, yourself. Well, the people, the people, because it's not true. It's not black or white for every single person. There are Bills fans in Toronto, just like there's a lot of Buffalo fans that like the Toronto Raptors. Not all everybody. Most people like the Knicks, but there are Toronto Raptors fans yeah, in Buffalo. The Knicks. But so I think yeah. you, you hurt that support that you get for the Bills out of Toronto. But then you also have a city that didn't show much interest when they had the opportunity to have NFL football games there. It was a total bore. When Bills were playing there, taken away from a great fan base that's been loyal as hell to that to that organization to play games up up north. So it's because it wasn't a team. We're giving them their own team, Joe. Yeah. Well, they can apples they can to go, oranges. They can go kick rocks. Okay. Sorry, I All hurt right. your feelings. You did. You trigger. Well, this wasn't just going to be a fun discussion where we're like, oh, great choice, right? You know, that's boring. We're not going to give people <laughs> that all the time, right? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Let's do our thing, man. All right. Go ahead. Hurt my, my feelings. Help. Give me another team. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to hurt your feelings. Sad. All right. This is uh, this one, another instant city that came to mind when thinking this through. San Antonio, number 24 market in the United States, growing at a rate of 15.47% since 2010. Uh, it's really embraced the Spurs. I know it's easy to do because they're always good and they've been good. So, I mean, David Robinson, then Tim Duncan, and the, I mean, just championships. I mean, really underrated when you think about the success of the Spurs in relationship to the overall NBA in the last 20, 25 years. It's been a great, great franchise. Uh, really cool things there. The Alamo, the Riverwalk, 
think this is a team that deserves football. It's growing. Texas is big for football. So let's go with the San Antonio Wranglers. The Wranglers. Bring them to the NFL. The Wranglers, man. Yeah, it's fun. Kind of keep that that cowboy Texas thing going. And uh, you know, a lot of a lot of options there for for mascots and those types of things. So no. San Antonio was a was a good choice from term, from my perspective for a, for a city to bring the, a team to. Here's the problem, right? You have you've given this. yeah, I do because now yeah. you've bringing another Texas team into the fold here. Houston and Dallas are just down the road, brother. I don't know if this team. It, it was like when they put Jacksonville in Florida, right? Like it. It makes sense to add a team because we're adding teams. But if you look at some of these markets, you really you couldn't find anywhere better. To I play mean, a team than San Antonio. I would argue that. I mean, they're they're not right next door. I mean, this is we're talking Charlotte to Atlanta type stuff, at least in terms of distance. And then Oklahoma. I mean, by that conversation, I mean how close is Oklahoma City to Dallas? I mean. Oklahoma City. I mean, it's it looks it, it looks like if you draw a straight line between uh, San Antonio and Oklahoma City, Dallas is in the middle, right? But and draw, plus, I think draw, you kind of get those Mexican fans. Draw they go right a there, line closer. from Oklahoma City to the two closest teams. It's probably Kansas City and Dallas, right? And then yeah, if you yeah. triangulate Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio, you are much much closer proximity. Right, but I think your population density makes sense. Plus, we're getting friend, our friends, our amigos, senor, from Mexico. And your involved. dog, Nacho. My dog, Nacho, man. He's bumped about this. Speaking of Nacho, I'm sitting here looking at the map right now. And right below El, Ta- uh, El Paso, there's a city called Chihuahua. Yeah, that's where he's from. made me think of Nacho. Is that, is that where he's from? He is. Yeah. Well, Joe, I also went with a southern team here. Close proximity to another large franchise. But this team is starving for football. This this area lives and breathes football. Talking, of course, about Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, I like it. Birmingham, Alabama has the Rockets. They've got an air and space uh, center there in Birmingham. And it was made a lot of sense to give them the Rockets. This is, Joe, according to the television markets, uh, the 40th most saturated television market in the United States. Growing area, too. Yes, it's a couple spots behind San Antonio, who you gave a team to. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought Alabama, like Auburn, University of Alabama, they get so wild about their football. And part of the reason why is they don't have an NFL team. I mean, that's all they have down there. So let's give them an NFL team, give them something to be pumped about. Birmingham Metro has 1.1 million people that live there. Plenty of population there to get excited about NFL football. Love it. You totally redeemed yourself with Thank that you. one. Thank um, you. And I, I don't, I don't have it on my list, and that was one that was hard to leave off. Um, and uh, you, you totally nailed it there. Okay, so we're at, we're at number one, right? Yes. All right. So before I tell you my number one, I uh, wanted to give the the two cities that I gave close thought to but didn't uh one of them you've already mentioned orlando it's a it's a market that's growing at a ridiculous rate but like you said you've got jacksonville you've got tampa bay you've got miami it's florida really i mean four teams in florida and 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 it'd be fine if those were fan bases that really were loyal to those teams and like always sold out their games but that's just not been the case for any of those teams so uh we're not i'm not thinking about orlando fun fact orlando is the biggest according to the tv markets is the biggest market 
in the U.S. that does not have an NFL franchise. Well, um, and they have a stadium right there. They could just play at Camping World Stadium, there perfectly go. fine yeah. venue for an NFL team. Uh, but we both left them off for similar reasons. The other, the other, this is hurts, and I'm sorry, uh, people in St. Louis, but I, I thought about oh. you. I thought about you, and I, and I, I actually had it. I had, I had the mask. I had. I, they were gonna. This was originally the St. Louis Lynx, okay. But then I remembered they've, they've had two franchises, and they both left. They had the Cardinals, and they've had the uh, the Rams, and uh, we're not going. We're not going for a, for a third try there. So. We 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 uh, took an audible there. We went from St. Louis to Louisville, and Louisville Lynx got the double L thing going there. It worked out. All right, but anyways, who did I pick for number one? I'm bringing the NFL back to San Diego. What a crap show that is that they even moved. Um, so we're not bringing back the Chargers because they are in Los Angeles for now. But we are, yeah, they're for now. But we're 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 starting fresh, man. This is we're. we're this this needs to be done. San Diego is uh, number seventeen market in the United States. It's growing at a rate of seven point eight three percent. Like no reason to not make the football thing work there in San Diego. So we're gonna bring in the San Diego Sharks. And uh, sharks, great animal, man. Like uh, very ferocious, the type of thing you don't want to mess with. Um, and we need more fish mascots. You know, we got the dolphins, kind of a soft animal. Let's get a more ferocious beast from the ocean there. Get the San Diego Sharks in play here. My number one choice, my priority to bring an NFL team to a city. You know, I saw what you did there. I'm not taking <laughs> the cheese. Okay? I'm not doing it. Fins up, baby. Fins I'm not going to take the cheese. I'm just simply going to acknowledge um, St. Louis is my last team. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Now, listen, Joe, you have to understand the Rams – in St. Louis, St. Louis had to endure one, two, three, four <laughs> years of Jeff Fisher as their head coach. I ain't buying a ticket to go watch a Jeff Fisher football team play. Are you? I'm a soccer man. You're a soccer. Now, here's the good news. We're starting fresh. The Rams, they already exist. They've bounced from Cleveland to L.A. to St. Louis and back to L.A., so they they are out. We're not doing the Rams. We're going to pay homage to another St. Louis pro sports team, but we can't use the same name because that'd be lame, right? So we're going to do the St. Louis Redbirds in homage to the Cardinals. So St. Louis starting fresh. We in this league love bird mascots. For for whatever reason, we got the we got the Seahawks, we got the Cardinals, we got the Eagles, we got the Falcons. Who am I forgetting? I'm sure, I'm forgetting somebody. Not, that's that's a, I mean, that's four out of thirty two. I mean, that's a yeah. So the Redbirds, sizable amount. Give yeah. me the Redbirds. I'm I'm here for St. Louis getting redemption. Jeff Fisher will not be getting a phone call to coach my franchise in St. Louis. Could not be me. And the people, if you build it, they will come especially because of the way it went down when they left St. Louis. It was kind of rotten. Look, I had them, crossed them out. Only growing at a rate of 0.7%, 21 market. Um, man, that's uh, that's quite the contrast to close this thing out, where you went number one St. Louis, and I'm like, couldn't do it. No, we're not doing St. Louis. Um, <laughs> but we had, what, no overlap. 
Yeah, that's crazy, right? Eight new cities get teams. Did, uh, I was, I thought we, yeah. I figured you would have some rebuttal about the bringing another team to Texas with my San Antonio choice. I thought you'd think about Portland and San Diego, to be honest with you, especially San Diego. San Diego was number five on my list. But then so, you're talking, I mean, Los Angeles, San Diego, you're talking about like three teams within like right. five minutes, you know? <laughs> right. Not five minutes. Well, thank goodness close. the Raiders moved. Uh, did you think mm-hmm. about Oakland at all? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> Good, me neither. Uh, so if, great, let's make the Raiders fans mad. Thanks. Uh, well, I mean, we've Raiders fans. We're going to be very close. Yep. We're going to spend a lot of time together. We'd like to invite you to swing over to the Draft Network and you know, start educating yourself on some of these top ten, top fifteen prospects for this year's NFL draft because these guys are going to be relevant for you until next April. And then you're going to pick three of them and they're going to be relevant for relevant for you for hopefully a very long time. You want to see those first then, round team uh, pick stick guys. Two got more big teeth. They <laughs> might get two more. Yeah. Oh, they do. They have two picks in 2020, five in the next two years. No, man. I, I meant they might trade Derek Carr and Gary on Conley. Oh, <laughs> so you never they know. Gonna net a first for any of those. Uh, um, not to open up a huge can of worms here. when We're trying to wrap. I, this have, thing, I have to imagine a, a young starting quarterback might fetch it first. If it's, a team, if, it's a, the first. if it's a team that's not picking in like the top 10, I would imagine yeah, the car would fetch first. It's interesting. Yeah, maybe that's a show for another day. So why don't you guys hit subscribe on that podcast and come back and find out. Uh, tomorrow, we will have a, a brief preview of the college football slate for this weekend. Uh, Joe and I are going to be on Locked On NFL Draft tomorrow for the Draft Network Super Show. So make sure you swing over to the draft or over to Locked On NFL Draft and check that out as well. Uh, we got a fun show concept lined up. We have a feeling you guys are going to really enjoy it. I won't spoil it, though. I'll let those guys tease it, John and Trevor. Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. Thanks so much, as always, for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.